I am a paid non-attorney spokesperson. Attention sick and long listeners. Non-clinical testing has suggested that prolonged exposure to the vile, obscene, unfiltered commentary, such as that contained in Sick and Wrong, may lead to toxic podcast syndrome. Symptoms include nausea, vomiting, night sweats, psychosis, neurosis, pedophilia, necrophilia, pacomanawanophilia, fornication, masturbation, involuntary urination, temporary blindness, loss of appetite, and anal leakage. If you or a loved one has been institutionalized due to exposure, you may be entitled to compensation. You are not alone. Call Bushwhacked Sphincter and Grin at 206-666-3846 for a free evaluation of your case. No one is waiting to take your call. The proceeding was a public service announcement. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? Nothing. Let's get this podcast going. You probably can't tell over here, but I am gutted, as the English would say. I think they pronounce it gutted. Gutted. I am I'm gutted. completely gutted. I am gutted. <laughs> you don't know the re- you're supposed to. Why are you gutted? Oh, Dean? oh, yeah. That's, I that's care. what you should why? be. Why? I that care, was a about, cue. Your, care about your feelings. <laughs> that was a cue. Why are you gutted? The reason I'm gutted is because I can't go see Morrissey next Friday. Oh. No Morrissey ooh, for ooh. me, the leader of the vegetarians. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> he the king of the vegetarians? He's kind of like the Pope for, uh, for you know, like for Catholics. They have yeah. the Pope. Us does emo vegetarians, meat. we have Morrissey. And a, the Mexicans love him, too, although they like to eat, you know, bacon-wrapped hot dogs and stuff, too. I never, I never actually understood why the Mexicans just sort of are just – they adore Morrissey. They really it's do. It's a mystery. It, it's a mystery. I don't know. But down in L.A., it's – I bet you're like – so the show that Morrissey's tentatively going to play is at the Staples well, Center. A, yeah. We're not going to let that issue slide. No, I'm going to get back to it. But he's supposed to be, he's scheduled to play at the Staples Center this Friday, March 1st. Staples Center is where the Lakers play. And Morrissey sold it out. It's a massive, massive venue, a stadium. And it's, it's oh, crazy. It's, it's right in the middle of downtown. It's always lit up. Yeah, it's crazy that he Christmas was tree. able to sell it, sell this out. But but this, is, this show has been rescheduled from November. So initially he was supposed to play in November with Iggy Pop. Like Iggy and the but Stooges were opening. He canceled. Because he, he always canceled. He cancels every show. Morrissey canceled. So now he rescheduled for uh, for March. And uh, now it's Patty Smith opening. But then all of a Yeesh. sudden, he's got a, he's got like a, some ulcer. I don't know. His stomach pumped from semen. I have no idea what it is that's going on with him right now. But he canceled a whole uh, He's canceled a spate of shows. So I don't know if he's going to cancel this show. Sometimes he cancels for, you know, yeah, bullshit medical reasons that he probably made up. Uh, but other times he'll, there will be a meat issue 
<laughs> like like I heard that at the Staples Center, he is trying to get all the food vendors to not serve any meat products. He's demanding that it's vegetarian, not vegan. Just he de- he's demanding that it's vegetarian, no so meat products like a, at you all. You can eat an omelet while you're watching Morrissey. <laughs> I'm fine with the omelets. I don't eat them myself, but you can go knock yourself out with a hard-boiled egg. You know, Wackerly, I'm looking forward to having a not dog, maybe a garden burger while I enjoy the king of the vegetarians singing my favorite songs. Morrissey is such a cunt. (laughs) He probably doesn't even like, you know, meat facsimiles. Like, that that is very boorish to even eat something that's shaped like a wiener. (laughs) (laughs) If it Uh, even looks like meat, I don't want it. I, I don't think anyone should have something that looks like meat. Just eat a piece of lettuce straight <laughs> off the head of my cock. Eating lettuce is not murder. But I'll, any- I'll never remember who, who it was, but uh, maybe somebody on Gawker referred to him as a grouchy old grass-fed cunt. <laughs> and that's what I always think of when I hear that somebody's... I mean, he canceled a bunch of my friends were going to go when he was up here in Oakland six months ago or it was a while ago yeah but, but yeah he, he canceled he rescheduled and i was making though. fun of them before i was like why are you buying tickets to a morrissey show he's just gonna cancel they're like no he's not he canceled last time he's not gonna cancel again canceled well he rescheduled he was supposed to play uh the davies symphony hall on sunday tomorrow and he canceled that he always reschedules but like fuck you morrissey i've got shit going on i can't i can't just rearrange my life to fit your like itinerary like, you said you were going to play a show on this day. I got it off work the next morning. I fucking bought the ticket. I, I made my plans. And you're like, oh, I'll come back in three months and just be there then. No. Well, I had forgotten about it, actually, because I bought these tickets in, I don't know, August. I assume they're expensive. Yeah. No, it's like 110 bucks for two tickets with service fees. And, and I don't even have good seats. But yeah. um, I bought these tickets back in August. But the show was in November. He canceled it. Rescheduled. In March... And then I totally forgot about it up until this week. And then fucking my, uh, my job in San Francisco is having some big quarterly meeting bullshit. Yeah, and I have see. to go up to it. I have to go up and I'm not going to go can't up. You for... call, can't you call your HR people and be like, well, Morrissey, I, I'm on Morrissey time. Like, oh, <laughs> we understand. You don't well, have to come. I was going to call them and be like, you know, uh, he might cancel, but he might not cancel. And he's the king of the vegetarians. And, and he's going to make Staple Center completely vegetarian. And this is going to be my special night that I've been waiting for for months. And no, no, it's, they don't care. Yeah. I, have to, I have to go I mean, to these scheduling, meetings. trying to go to a Morrissey concert show, I mean, it's like turning yourself into Schrodinger's cat. You're like in a quantum exactly. state of maybe I'm going, maybe I'm or, not going. Yeah, we'll never or maybe know. I exist or maybe I don't. I, you know, exactly. That's just the way that's – the, that's the way – any any ticket buyer for a Morrissey show feels like Schrodinger's cat. That's just it's, I guess that's kind of Morrissey's point though, because he's you know he's always been about like making yourself examine your existence and his, through his music and the ennui of it all. Right? It's, it's deeply he's really reaching out. Yeah, by, by being a fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> it's like he's having more of an effect on people's lives than even just through his music. So I'm gutted. I don't know. I might sell the tickets. I might hold on to them to see if he cancels. What what would you do, Wackerly? I wouldn't have bought the ticket. <laughs> I like Morrissey enough. I mean, he was better when he, the the guitarist from uh, what do you call Johnny him? Marr was a, the Johnny Marr. Nice like guitarist. that's why that band was so great. And then he went, but then Morrissey went on to do his own thing. And uh, some of it's good, but it's not that great. Guy's a huge Smiths fan, and I know he does. A, I know he does a lot of Smiths songs, and uh, he does like a whole set no of Smiths songs. 
without Johnny Marr. But then uh, uh, Patty Smith would be cool to see too. So it's I mean it's a, it's a, yeah, it would yeah. be the Crypt Keeper will be there. <laughs> <laughs> it would be an entertaining she's so show. Old and just she is ancient. You know she's going to be like warbling good. some new. She's not going to do songs off of like horses. She's going to be like I wrote this about um. <laughs> What? <laughs> Guantanamo Bay. It's a 30 minute song of me, like spoken word, shrieking. Oh, great but, you party. know, I think this is the first time, though. This is the first time it's ever happened that uh, the Staples Center would go completely vegetarian. And, you know, frankly, it might be a good thing <laughs> because, hear me out here, what are the chances that some of the meat that they serve has horse in it? Pretty good. There's a scandal. There's a worldwide horse scandal going on, Wackerly. Yeah. Are you I've concerned at all? No. Like, I mean, no. <laughs> but okay, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't concern me because I'm an enlightened being, a vegetarian. But, yeah, but if if you can be, if I can be eating what I think is cow beef, and oh shit, there's horse in it. Like there could be horse is easily in something that you're eating that you didn't think had had any meat yep. in it, but it, it turns out it also has horse. Yeah, in broccoli. It. Like you could totally see chunks of horse. What about your not dogs you're so fond of? Your chicks patties. <laughs> because those are checked by vegetarian scientists. <laughs> right. <They're... laughs> Who Morrissey's in charge of. But the day he was supposed to go fucking, you know, re- give them their annual review, he canceled. Yeah, but dude, think about it, though. Like, uh, hot dogs? What, what's in a hot dog? Beef. Homeless penis? I mean, yeah, it no, could be a homeless guy's penis. green. Be... There's no people in it. <laughs> you, kn- you wouldn't know? I mean, it's chopped up and wrapped in yeah, his skin. Yeah, but I'm saying you don't know either. I, th- I think I have a better chance of knowing because there's no, I mean, there's no slaughterhouse connected to what, what's making a chick patty. Are you sure? Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen it. You've I've seen, seen, it. I've seen the you're facilities. You're just lying now. You're just lying I now. used to work for an industrial supply company. I've seen these places where they ma- <laughs> manufacture this food. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to drive by and throw a horse eyeball like in the vat. But what I'm saying just to prove you wrong. What happens wackily if like let's say I don't know you you the the hot dogs or the beef patties that you usually buy they're like okay well we do have 20% horse. Would you be opposed to eating it? No. That that's the reason I don't care cuz I don't I don't care. If there is horse in it fine. I will see, eat anything. See that that's the thing it's the attitude of um let's say it's it's the outrage that a lot of people feel that they're being deceived. And they're disgusted by the idea of eating horse meat, which I just find to be, not, I guess, not really hypocritical, but I just don't understand it. Like, why, why would they not care about eating pig, like eating pork, eating beef, eating chicken, or turkey? Pigs are disgusting. Yeah. If I was going to stop eating anything, it would probably be pork, because they are, like, dirty. They're filthy swine. And they kind of look like people, you know, they don't really have a lot of hair on them, and they have that, like, pink skin. Yeah, yeah they you, see, you see them, and they're, they're just a gross, gross animal. They scream like humans when they're slaughtered. That I don't care so much about either. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I think I feel horses got lucky. Horses got lucky because they, 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 they got into that, that like, 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 like cats and dogs, like animals that humans bond with and develop well, they, a personal um, relationship with. They let us ride with. them around. You can ride so a cow around. Luck. You can ride a cow. I've seen cowboys ride no, bulls. you can't. You could totally ride not cows. Not productively. Well, they're not they're as slow, fast, not as graceful. Not fast. They get tired really quickly. They just want to eat grass all day. But a horse, you know, that's like good riding right there. Yeah, but people, okay, so people develop. So a, what I'm saying is if the aliens come, 
the first thing you want to do is be like, hey, you want to ride around on my back? I'm totally cool with it. <laughs> I think there's actually a new a science fiction book that came out like last year that's supposed to be really good about aliens that come here and they just use us as their like beasts of burden. So we and just they ride around on our back and we're kind of fine with it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I guess it, especially some of the bigger Americans. How big are these aliens? Are they tiny? They're small. Yeah, they're kind of well. They're like the size of a child. Like oh, and so Warwick to... Davis. Hmm. I don't not, know. Not not super. I mean, you'd notice it. You're like, well, this kind of it'd be like wearing a heavy backpack. But but if you don't let them, you're going to be food. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I guess uh, maybe maybe that's why horses got lucky because they're turned into a beast of burden. Well, I mean, cows are beasts of burden. They don't they they, they pull they, stuff. But, they uh, pull stuff. The horse is more useful. But it's just weird. It's there's a. I just don't understand the food taboos that Americans have. I mean, they're, they're so willing to and eat British pigs, people. chickens, and cows. Those, uh, you know, I mean, people have this like official list of like that's that's the animals I will eat. Well, this is in America though, because in Japan and in China they don't give a fuck. They'll eat anything. I mean, my my there. mom won't eat a crab because she's just like utterly disgusted by the fact it looks like a bug, I guess, or like the most seafood my mom won't eat because she's like fr- flipped out, of, you know, flipped out. She doesn't like there's, the there's, taste or just what it looks like. The concept, what it looks like. I mean, she, there's a ton of people who are just not adventurous eaters. You know, they're like <clears throat> full grown adults who eat grilled cheese for dinner. No, well, I mean, I guess that makes sense, but I'm just, I'm just surprised What's if you like people? the taste of meat. Horse meat tastes like red meat, like uh, beef. Like, why wouldn't you eat it? Like, it, yeah, it's, it's, I will. I don't think I ever have, but I would. I've eaten deer, well, and caribou, I, mean, I think, and buffalo. The only two countries that are really concerned about this is the USA and the UK, because all the other areas of Europe, they're just like, yeah, we eat horse. It's fine. Like in Italy, I mean, they eat raw horse. Really? Yeah, France they <laughs> eat horse. So, so the, okay, this is what this is what happened. People have been eating horse for a long time. They haven't in the U.S. Like it's it's banned. You, there are no horse abattoirs here um, since two thousand seven. Like no horse slaughter, no horse slaughtering on the on domestic U.S. soil. So somebody that's a recent law that somebody like some politician, legislator, legislator uh, decided like I'm going to get this law passed because too many people are eating horses and it's just an outrage. Yeah, they said that uh, slaughtering horses for meat was rendered de facto illegal between 2007 and 2011. So, <laughs> Who cares? Like, that guy, that, that lawmaker should find something better to do with his time. I mean, I'd, I'd, yeah. I mean, but horses are exported to Canada, Mexico, and Europe for slaughter. Those Canadians eat it. And I don't think they mind. So, so what happened here is Nestle, one of the largest food companies on the planet announced that it's recalling some of the beef pasta meals that it sells in Spain and Italy because the beef contains horse DNA. And Nestle's not the only company. Nearly all of the UK's biggest supermarkets and many of the suppliers have been forced to remove horse meat fraudulently labeled as beef from their shelves. So that means all the limeys have been dining on horse meat in their whatever, in their boiled gruel or whatever it is that they eat. Their beef stroganoff is actually horse stroganoff. <laughs> They're bangers and like horse. Stroganoff. I mean, the what, food and the activity. But but the UK, I guess they're 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 shocked and appalled. <clears throat> the only thing I don't I don't like when uh, you know, Asians eat like cats and dogs. 
I mean, I recognize that it's hypocritical, but it's just I've grown up with those as pets. So, but you wouldn't eat a dog, like if uh... I would eat it, (laughs) I would eat it. (laughs) I just think, you know, if somebody put it out like, "Hey, this is dog. You want to try it?" I'd be like, "Why not? Got to try everything, right?" But it just the whole widespread practice. I would put an end to it if I had the power. And they always, you know, what they always do every like once a year. I haven't seen it recently, but like the Daily Mail always does this. Um, the tabloids always do this. Like once a year, they'll remind everybody how fucked up Asia is. And then they'll show a bunch of pictures of dogs in cages and cats waiting to be slaughtered. They go, like, oh, yeah, they're, they're carrying these to a Chinese village to go chop them up for food. Do you remember? Well, that's a whole, Asians that's are a whole other up. issue is that, um, you know, we treat our animals, even the ones that were, are going to be slaughtered for food, with a modicum of like humane practices, you know, Temple Grandin and all that. Yeah. That's but they true. just don't they do not give a shit. Like <laughs> I mean I, I have you think... seen the have you seen the bear bile uh, factory photos? No, I actually haven't seen the bear bile. So, you know, Asian people in China or whatever, they think that if you drink or eat bear bile as it's like a, a medicine, it's not something that they dine upon. But you know, it has like I think it's, it's, a, it's like sexual it's, Yeah, it's prowess libido. I think it's supposed to increase your libido. So they'll have a giant bear that's in a cage that's the size of the bear and no larger, just like in some dank, cold, you know, warehouse where they're extracting its bile as it just sits there and they like hand feed it, you know, protein pellets or whatever. <laughs> it's it's awful. But yeah, well, it's that's disgusting. Who are, who are we to judge? But it's I mean, what, country what, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, but I, I mean, I wonder what the actual slaughterhouses look like for the dogs and the cats. I just picture some huge blender. Um, you haven't seen those photos of, you know, like they, they'll just they take a blowtorch to the cat while it's still alive to burn its hair off. And at the end of that process, it's dead. <laughs> instead. I, I haven't seen the blowtorch photos. You haven't? No. Well, I'll send it to you. You can put it on the page. Okay, great. Yeah, please do. I'll put it on yeah, the, uh, it's on good, the, the on Something the site. for you to do on Saturdays. Look at the cat pictures being blowtorched. And, and then you can be reminded like, oh, my God, Chinese people are fucked up. So it's, we forget about care. that. They don't care. They don't. They have a different attitude about animals than we do. Well, they're, they're, I mean, they I, have a different attitude about people than we do. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I just they don't develop the inner, like the bond, the personal bond that we do with animals. You know right. that, that, that that we have, and, and then we bond with the horses. I mean, look at like uh, children, like girls, little girls, little girls and their horses. My Little Pony. My Where Little Pony. Magic. You know, I think one that, of those My Little Ponies. But it, but if, if people that eat horses, what's going to happen to you if you if you find out that you've been eating horse? Absolutely nothing. Exactly, you're not going to turn into a horse. Well, that's you know, okay. Not, I have a question you're not be for you. I have a question for you about this about vegetarianism because actually somebody on the radio this morning when I was listening to my trusty AM talk stations was talking about this. He was a vet, he's be, just recently became a vegetarian, which makes this even more amazing. And uh, he was at a restaurant, and he ordered a Cobb salad, but told him he's a vegetarian. They t- they said they'll substitute never all the order meat those. stuff. <laughs> they'll substitute all the meat stuff for for fruits and vegetables that he added. And he said they've been they're totally fine with it. So it's not one of these frou frou restaurants where like the chef is outraged because you want to change the thing. It's just like a normal restaurant. But he said he ate it, and it tasted weird, and he ended up sending it back. And then the waitress told him that there were sardines in the uh, salad dressing, 
And he said he wept openly in the restaurant because he'd been being so good for like, you know, 13 months or whatever. And he hadn't eaten any meat. And now this happened. Like you as a person who's a vegetarian who you always say that it's not because you care about the animals. Like if you ate some meat, do you really care? I mean, what a sanctimonious prick. I mean, (laughs) seriously, I'm disappointed. You know, I would be, uh, you know, I would be, uh, I would be annoyed if it was like. Like, I remember I was at my uh, my ex-girlfriend's, God, it was like Christmas or something, maybe or Thanksgiving or I don't know, some family holiday of hers. And her, her aunt, I think I might have even talked about this in the podcast, her aunt Probably. was like, yeah, we, we made tacos. You like, you like tacos? You want some beans for your tacos or whatever? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And so I was eating the taco and she's just looking at me the whole time. And I was like, what? She's like, there was meat in those beans. And I was like, and I'd eaten like half of it, and I was just kind of like, uh, I, "All right, well." She's like, "I'm just." I was like, "What? Well, why would you deceive me like that?" She was, "Well, I just wanted to see what would happen." I'm like, what do you think I was going to get? I violent? mean, you should have got her back by bringing a dish the next year and be like, "My semen was in that." <laughs> I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> well, you know what I wish I would have done had I known about this? It's just like all of a sudden fell on the ground, started having a seizure right. or something, and just like you know, b- pretend that I'm like dying. Like, I can't breathe. Like, my throat's closed up because I, I'm allergic to meat. And then uh-huh. be like, gotcha, bitch. But, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't end up doing that. But, yeah, I mean, whatever. You eat a Do little bit care? of meat. I mean, it would suck if I got sick. But I'm not going to sit here and cry because my vegetarian vows right. have been broken. <laughs> okay. You know, that's, that's just ridiculous. But you, there's a lot of – that's what I hate about vegetarians. And a lot of vegetarians kind of hate meat. Like, well, I'll, you know, I'll go on a date with a girl that's vegetarian. And then she'll be like, why are you vegetarian? Like, well, I don't have any... Are you wearing your leather jacket at the moment? Usually. I was like, that's what I say. I'm like, well, uh, I feel animals should be worn, not eaten. And then they get really upset about that. Like, Morrissey would probably slap me. Oh, yeah. You can't wear your leather jacket to the Morrissey show. Oh, I He's going to cancel. I was going to even get leather pants. leather jacket. This show is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> There's a man up there in section 302, seat B17. Behind the column. I can barely see him. He's wearing the shittiest dead seats in the house. <laughs> God, I wonder what Morrissey would do if he walked into my brother's bar, saw my brother's leather vest. He would be torn. Because <laughs> like, he's he'd such be a lovely instantly... specimen of man, but <laughs> I, he, it violates my principles. What am I to do? He'd be write in... a song about, about Jeffrey. It'd be an inner conflict because he'd be instantly attracted to Jeffrey. But then morally opposed to having sex with him because Jeffrey of Jeffrey's would actually vest. have like a half of a bratwurst hanging out of his mouth. Like, what's up, Morrissey? <laughs> <laughs> Just ch- chewing on a pepperoni stick. Just e- eating a Slim Jim. <laughs> what's your name? Morrissey? Never heard of you. You want some Jaeger? <laughs> well, I uh, do a special shot where I put some Slim Jim in the Jaeger shot. You want that? <laughs> I don't know why Jeff all, all of a sudden sounds like Elvis in my mind, but yeah, I, I don't, he doesn't sound like that at all. He sounds more like George Costanza. <laughs> um, so, so, so that's the thing. Europeans, like uh, a lot of people, are wondering: Have I been eating mislabeled horse meat for how long? And the thing is, if you live in Europe, there's a good chance you've been eating horse meat. People Just put that, some HP sauce on it. Yeah, it's not a big deal. I love all the sauces that that England has that we don't have. Well, because their food tastes like tastes like ass. You got to yeah, disguise it. Yeah, but even the sauces it. are very strange tasting. Because you see it, and you're like, "Oh, it looks like sort of like ketchup and barbecue sauce." This probably tastes like ketchup or barbecue sauce, and it just doesn't at all. 
now? I mean, did did they create like like Worcestershire sauce? And sure, yeah, Worcestershire sauce is one. Although we've adopted that over here, but uh, actually, our friend from England who's living in England right now recently came to visit, and he brought me a bunch of these crazy condiments. Yeah, it is kind of those limeys in their weird, unnatural ways. Um, but if you live in the U.S., there's you know probably you have not been eating horse meat. But I ask you this, Wackley, do you think Americans? With their with their utter like obsession with fast food, do you think if uh, if Taco Bell was like, you know what, we I'm sorry, but yeah, there's a little bit of horse meat. There's like 20 percent of horse meat in all the um, 20%. gorditas. 20 <laughs> percent of the lot. meat and that we serve in gorditas and beef burritos have horse meat. Do you think Americans would be like, oh my god, I'm not eating Taco Bell ever again? Yes, some I'd, Americans. Some I'd, I'd I'd say the vast majority would be like, ah, oh, it still tastes good. Their business would be affected. They would lose twenty percent at least of their of their business that I, for I think, a while, and then people would forget about it and go back because they love fast food, like Arby's. I, you know what I, I think? It, it'd be a PR. Arby's, Arby's is the most disgusting fast food place, and I love it. What, what is Arby's? Like, what kind of meat it's is that? It's just roast. It's roast beef, shaved roast beef. God, it's just it looks disgusting. It, it's it's kind of gray. <laughs> and uh, the beef and cheddar, they just basically, like, s- squeeze that, like, fake liquid cheese on top of it. Uh, but it's so good. It looks like a, like the labia of a deceased tenderloin prostitute. Right, but talking to you about, about anything that's not vegetarian is just a moot point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> luckily, there, luckily, there's no Arby's even remotely close to where I live, so... <laughs> but that's, not, well, that's what I'm saying. If, if there's a little bit of horse meat in the Arby's, I bet you people would still eat it. Put some cheese on it, some right, ranch but dressing. You, you are kind of sanctimonious. I mean, you you just think that everybody who eats meat is is gross. No, I'm just saying, if you're eating one kind of meat, why not eat other kinds? It's meat. Because people, well, people are irrational. It's just it's just the food taboo that makes no sense to me. I don't eat meat, so it's like it's a moot point for me. I'm, just, I'm not going to eat it because I just want to eat meat. I eat fish. I like fish. But th- so the thing is with horse meat, horse meat's actually better for you than beef. A three-ounce serving of roast horse has 149 calories, 24 grams of protein, and 5 grams of fat. Same amount of beef tenderloin has 179 calories. Same, same amount of uh, protein, but 9 grams of fat. Well, look at a cow and then look at a horse. I mean, the horse is magnificent and the cow is a piece of shit. <laughs> well, what's the deal with these anti-cow views here? Some people like cows. <laughs> like, as an animal? It's a piece of shit. But you know what, though? Think of how much meat you can yield from a cow versus a horse. Now, that's true. Because they're big. They have, they've been, we genetically they've been engineered these yeah. meat-carrying machines, like meat-carrying animals. And horse. they make milk. Well, horse milk. <laughs> Is anybody eating horse milk? Yeah, they do. In Central Asia, uh, people drink horse milk, which has one-third the fat of cow's milk. Hmm. So if you think about it, if we're going to eat a pack animal, we'll probably live longer if we eat horse. Yeah, I think this is this yeah, is what you, it is. You need more. You need a bigger. Uh, I mean, you're conflating two things. Also, you're you're talking about like modern Western civilized world health, where like you should eat things that are low in fat and high in protein and blah blah blah. But you know, you're not talking about like survival health. Like we want as much fat as we can get because we have to survive the winter and we only have well, enough yeah, food I mean, I guess grain to living. feed one cow. But I mean, we're, we're an industrialized nation. We're a first world country. So really now we, we just want to live longer. But right. yeah, I mean, I, 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 that's probably it. I think this is what I think it is. So hippophagy is the practice of eating horse meat. 
And because yeah, uh, you'd think it would be the practice of eating hippos. Hippos, but yeah, but it's not the crazy English language. <laughs> but a hippophagy enthusiast suggested the problem was because the problem with horse meat, the taboo against eating horse, is because there's no suitable dinner table euphemism for horse, like beef or pork. So if they came up with a you know a ham or ham, like a suitable you or venison, like a suitable euphemism for horse, where people aren't thinking of My Little Pony or cute little horsey, you know, Mr. like Ed. Yeah, like well, why not call it hork? Hork. I'm That's fine good. with that. It's close to mork. Any any word can be fine for it. I think hork. You could, you pick um, one. What would you say before sea biscuit? <laughs> yeah, that could also be confusing though. Well, because you <laughs> might be eating sea biscuits. Oh, I don't eat urchins. Well, no, it's actually a horse. Oh, why did you just say that? It's not appropriate. <laughs> what do you have? What what's the side dish? Sea biscuits. Oh. oh. I always thought a sea biscuit is when you fart in the bathtub. Uh, that might be in the Urban Dictionary. It could be. I'm not sure. I just wonder, I mean, do you think with the outcome of all this is that finally the UK is going to be like, oh, fuck it. We've been eating horse all this time. I'm just going to continue no. eating horse. I, you know? I think that's the appropriate response. But no, they're going to like crack down and, and make regulations so, so beef will be really expensive. I think it already is really expensive over there compared to here. Yeah, because I don't think they have. I don't, I don't think buy there's a lot as much beef, of availability. It's got to be like ten dollars a pound or something, seven maybe. No, um, I could be. I'm probably way way off because I just throw it in the in the cart and you know pay with my credit card. Well, I think it might make those pasty, uh, dentally dentally challenged people look a little bit healthier. Maybe if they eat some horse meat, so it might be a good thing for you at Limey's. <laughs> Even the queen will probably eat. If the queen started eating horse meat, you'll be eating horse meat. I'm going to set a precedent and chew on this horse's ankle. <laughs> <laughs> People, stick around, episode 369. Uh, we found some good stories here for this week. Send in your stories to stickerongpodcast.com. Submit them via Facebook or through Twitter. Uh, if we do credit you for sending in a story, we will give you a Sick Wrong Care package. Um, Wackily, before we start with our first story here for this week... Here's a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. Want to add a little spice to your sex life? Go to AdamandEve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no, Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. So the first story here that was sent in for uh, episode 369 came in from uh, Parker. Parker Lewis. I'm joking. It's not Parker Lewis. Parker writes, D, have you ever thought about staying here because of its serial killer past? 
Uh, he's referring to a hotel in downtown Los Angeles where they just found a corpse that had been decomposing for two weeks in the water, in the water tank on the, on the uh, roof of the uh, hotel. Um, yeah, I heard about this. What's interesting is this hotel is called the Hotel Cecil, and uh, it's at 640 Main. And I used to live, when I first moved to L.A., at 450 Main. So this place is only two blocks away. I walk by it all the time. <laughs> Did you ever, oh, I, I'm going to go in and ask for a glass of water because I'm parched. Thankfully, I never drank their water or bathed at that hotel. But it was one of those shady residential hotels that pretty much litter the Tenderloin. I mean, how many resident, residential hotels are there in the Tenderloin? Oh, hundreds, tens, twenties. I don't know. Well, you know, I thought I, I didn't know that. So it, it was like one of those places where they're just like near homeless people are crashing. I thought it was a nice hotel. It's homeless people that that somehow manage to save enough money so they can pay like the weekly rate for a room. No, it's a it's a hotel, but it's a residential hotel. People have lived there for years, but they pay weekly. Okay. So it's one of those. That's I'm, interesting. I mean, all those hotels are hotbeds for shady, shadiness, shady behavior. There's always like, right. like if you look, if you look in the Tenderloin and you look on the website Megan's Law, which shows you the location of sex offenders, it's a, in the Tenderloin. You type in your zip code, and the whole place is just littered, like dotted with uh, sex offenders, and they all live in these residential hotels because no one's going to rent them. You know, they, they're 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 because their credit or whatever, their renting history. Like, oh, so you're in prison for four years for raping a three-year-old. Yeah, we don't want you <laughs> living in our apartment building. Well, they're also by legally obligated to not live within like five miles of a school or of something. A school, yeah, or so or they can't mile, live in mile, suburban I areas. I can't what it is. Yeah, so they can't really live in suburban So what they end up doing is they move into these residential hotels. It's creepy. Like if I was a, <laughs> if I was a girl. And they're, they're with their like kind of people. They have lots to talk about. <laughs> Sexual deviancy. <laughs> so what kind of van do you drive? Really? Oh, it's a Dodge, 1982. I feel Twizzlers are much more effective in luring kids than Skittles. What do you think? <laughs> I'm a Starburst man. It's always great for me. Just a trail of Starburst on the ground and next colorful. You know, in the van. Like <laughs> do you use furry handcuffs or just regular? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Tie. I mean, it's kind of creepy. So what, what's, what the worst part about this is, is the worst part, is the only reason they knew that there was a decomposing body up in the, uh, in, in the water tank on top of this hotel is because some tourists complained that the water tasted funny. <laughs> That's Ugh. my favorite part. Ah, it's disgusting. Because you could, you could think like, okay, she's, her body's wedged down in the corner. Uh, she hasn't been in there very long. Like, it's not like the you know, it's not like I'm drinking water out of a corpse's asshole. <laughs> If you didn't taste it. But once, like, a person is actually starting to taste that there's something wrong with the water, like, that's disgusting. That means, like, she's, like, the, the, the person's decomposing in the water. There's probably fecal matter in the water. Because don't you, you shit remember? yourself when you die? Probably. I've seen that on I South I mean, the Park. water's all up in your butthole anyways, and then coming back out, and it's going into people's mouths and eyes. But remember in season two of The Walking Dead, where they ah, had to get that the zombie out of the zombie. well? <laughs> that's probably, you're drinking that zombie's ass juice yeah basically you're drinking like liquefied zombie yeah Ugh, it's disgusting at least i mean <laughs> it's really for, gross but for some this reason is the most, this is the only story in a long time that's actually bothered me <laughs> actually affected you yeah <laughs> of all the like the gross bukkake you know people Who eating cares? feces uh beheadings, horse raping beheadings you don't care it's just the fact that someone is eating a decomposed or drinking a decomposing corpse 
And I drink a water. lot of water out of the tap. I'm not a bottled water person. Uh, at work, at home, maybe that's also why it affects me. Like, yeah, but you can do that though. You can do that in San Francisco, in the Bay Area, but in LA, never drink the tap water here. It's disgusting. It tastes great. It tastes weird. LA tap water tastes weird. So you just buy tons of bottled water. I use a Brita. Oh, the Brita. A Brita. <laughs> a Brita is my shield. The Brita. The, Brit, <laughs> the Brita fill. Uh. A Brita. That okay. Those things don't do anything. Oh, yes, they do. Oh, There's a charcoal filter. It? A charcoal filter. Nobody ever changes the filter. See, I've, I've had girlfriends that always were, oh, we have to buy this Brita for the new apartment that we're moving into together. And I'm always like, okay. And you get the Brita, you put the new filter in. And then three years later, you're still using the same <laughs> shitty filter. And like you're l- looking at the box or online like, wait a minute. You're supposed to change the filter every three months. <clears throat> It's a placebo. But nobody ever does. It's a placebo, actually. So psychologically, I know I'm drinking pure water. But in actuality, I'm probably drinking corpse because it's water. Because the water's been purified by this thing I bought at Walmart that costs $20. There is <laughs> magical. A, I was at a party. I was talking to this girl who works for L.A. County. She's like an entomologist or something. And so she has to go down. And she, you know, that, like that, the, that's what the county needs to be employing people. Oh, this is our bug expert. Wow. Well, I think she like because of like outbreaks of disease or something. But so she has to go and do tests in the like the L.A. River. You know, they have those like sewage drainage ditches or whatever the fuck they are. The L.A. River. Usually it's it's not sewage. It's not sewage. It's just the L.A. River. But that's that's where we get our water from. And homeless yeah. people. It's a concrete trough. It's a trough, yeah. But it's massive. If and you've like, ever seen, if you've ever seen, um, Greece, right? Greece, the yeah. movie that they, they drive the cars in the L.A. River. But usually it's dried up, and there's no, you know, there's barely any water. But every now and then, you know, the water will come in and flood these uh, troughs. And so homeless people sleep down there. And of she said every time she goes down there to go take samples of the water or whatever it is that she does, she's like, yeah, we find like three homeless corpses that are just pushed up against the drain. So that means the water's going through these homeless people into wherever it is, the reservoir, and into our bodies. We are drinking dra- drained homeless people, basically. Like, uh, All right. But, but the water plant, like the municipal water plant, they they have like the ultimate Brita. Like they actually have like processes and procedures, and they actually do test the water before you drink it. You know, it's basically a big Brita. Have you ever been <laughs> to a water runs. plant? It's a bunch of Mexican guys. They're sleepy. They're not working. <laughs> I have, actually have been to a water plant, and no, it's not like that. I'm joking. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. It still tastes weird. Maybe people say it's the pipes. I don't know why D. Simon said I'm sleepy. I have PhD in hydrology. <laughs> I went to Stanford and got my graduate degree from UCLA. I don't know why he's a problem with me because I work at the water plant. Oh, it's nap time right now. Call me in about an hour, all right? Easy. Um... But anyway, people say it's the pipes or whatever, the old pipes in your building. I, I don't know. Maybe that affects the taste of the water. But I noticed in San Francisco. Maybe there's a corpse in, in like your pipe. There's a good chance. A mouse corpse or something. So, th- so for some reason, I feel like it's not as bad drinking the corpse of this victim as opposed to like some gross, disgusting homeless man. Because this is like some young 21-year-old Asian chick. For some reason, I don't know why I feel her corpse isn't as bad as, like, you know, some fat guy, like, whatever, like... It does make a difference. It, 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 yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, you're eating some gross, disgusting, like, like Jonah Hill in a, in a water tank. I'd be kind of grossed out by that. 
Who's the who's the redhead from Mad Men? What's her name? Christina Hedricks. Oh yeah. I would drink her corpse juice all day long. Yeah, no, her and corpse juice wouldn't be that bad for, for seconds. <laughs> so the victim here is uh, Elisa Lamb, 21 years old, traveled to Southern California on her own late last month, but it's been missing since February 1st. She's from originally from Canada, like uh, British Columbia. The body Canadians was, are also very clean people. I find they are cleaner than uh, than a lot of uh, Southern California residents. Uh, the body was discovered on a rooftop by a maintenance man because people were complaining about the the water tasting funny and low pressure. So low yeah, the water low pressure, pressure in the thing. I thought I also thought was hilarious. But for but for the past like the girl's been missing since February first. She's disappeared. So for the so since February first, people have been bathing, drinking, and brushing their teeth with corpse <laughs> water. A body floated, decomposing for nearly three weeks in the water supply. And they don't know why she got there. Although I th- I was thinking this was like a high end hotel. That's a residential hotel. It's a residential hotel. And so that makes more – because there's always, like you said, there's always shady shit going on at those places. I, I thought it was a nice hotel, and it was this big mystery as to how did this woman who was a guest here wind up in the water tank? It still is a mystery, but it's a little bit less of a mystery knowing that it's a residential hotel for scumbags. Well, police said that uh, her death might have been accidental, and they're, they're characterizing her disappearance as suspicious – but have not released details about how she ended up in a closed-off cistern. Like, you're not even allowed to go on the roof. Yeah, I don't know how so you accidentally wind up inside the water tank. That's, that's far-fetched. She was put there. Nefarious. <laughs> by a nefarious person. A British tourist who stayed at the hotel for eight days said, The water did have a funny taste. You know, the moment we found out we were a bit sick to the stomach, quite literally, especially having drank the water, we're not well mentally. Why would you stay at this residential hotel in downtown L.A.? I, I blame hotel doc, hotels.com for this, <laughs> you know, because if, if you asked a, a you know, Californian or someone who lives in Los Angeles, an Angelino, they'd be like, you're going to stay where? A residential hotel downtown? Yeah, don't do that. Ooh, downtown. It sounds so fancy. <laughs> so what's interesting about this hotel, though, the Hotel Cecil, it was built in the 1920s, but refurbished several years ago. But this was the, the once occasional home to two different serial killers. Richard Ramirez, a nickname the Night Stalker, and I've never heard of the other guy, Jack Unterweger, who uh, was responsible Unterweger. for... Unterweger. For, who was responsible for the death of nine prostitutes in Europe and uh, the U.S. It's a scary... Oh, tra- transatlantic, transatlantic serial killer. Nice. Residential hotels are scary, shady places. You don't want to stay at them. And they're also filled with bed bugs. Like, that's where all the bed bugs yeah. come from. These residential yeah, you're hotels. you're supposed to, like, bring a bag and sleep inside that. So what's interesting about, uh, and the LAPD's released this, but they haven't, uh, but they actually haven't released the video, but there's a security video taken in an elevator at the hotel. Uh, the, okay, the LAPD did release this. It showed Lamb, the, uh, the, the, the girl that disappeared, acting strangely, hiding in a corner and repeatedly peering around the elevator doors into the hallway. Tweaker. Something. She never checked out of the hotel. And employees said they never saw her with anyone else. Yeah, it says the hotel is like right basically around the corner from L.A. Skid Row. <laughs> L.A. just has a uh, – L.A. Skid Row is notorious. You heard about the uh, tuberculosis outbreak? I think I did. There's a, there's a whole epidemic. Tur- tuberculosis ec- epidemic right now amongst the homeless people in Skid Row. And they, they all live in like – it's like, I don't know, like five five streets – like uh, 
and they live in tents close proximity to each other just disease spreading everywhere it's disgusting it really is disgusting it really it's is it's, i disease. would i would never i've never walked it's worse than the tenderloin um, you know those big trucks from the fahrenheit 454 movie with the blowtorch on the top oh yeah <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> just saying you know one of the one of those movie studios must have them on on you know the lot and they could just say, oh, well, we're just going to drive them to the other lot that's across town. Oops. Well, this... The blowtorch got turned on. Oops. <laughs> it's it's burning all these tents up. Whoops. Sorry about that. But you, you think about it, though. The CDC said, I mean, there's an epidemic right now of tuberculosis. Like, they're like, stay away from that area. I mean, what, don't, uh... don't, don't go having sex with any of those dudes, D. <laughs> just yeah, I, I, I was tempted to go and uh, share some needles this weekend, yeah. but... I think I'm going to stay away from that now. Maybe wait till this epidemic's cleared up. Yeah, maybe wait till they get the epidemic cleared yeah. up. No, no sodomy, no sharing needles. Not this weekend for me. No, don't even do any hand jobs. I mean, I know you you love to do that during the week. <laughs> well, that, stay I, away. Does a uh, tuberculosis go through the semen? I thought it was. Well, it is an airborne pathogen. Well, no. The issue is you're giving the guy a handy, and then he sneezes on you. <laughs> oh, okay. Because that always happens with my hand jobs. I don't know why. <laughs> You gotta change your technique. Uh, Bernard Diaz, who's lived at the hotel for 32 years, that's what's creepy. Yeah. You get these weird residents have been there for like decades. He told the LA Times that he heard a tremendous racket on the floor above him the night Lamb disappeared. When isn't there a tremendous racket going on in the residential hotel, though? It'd be more, it'd be more of a, a story if like, wow, it was really just quiet the whole night. <laughs> It was super eerie. Well, you remember the old Sick and Wrong studio? I lived uh, adjacent to a residential hotel. And remember that guy yeah. that would scream all the, all the time? Guy. The, the movie crackhead guy. The movie crackhead guy that would just watch Platoon. He'd watch the movie Platoon over and over again, screaming at the television screen. That's what you got to deal with. Like, if you live in a residential hotel, just be prepared to deal with drug addicts and insane people. And it's not like these people go to work. I mean, the, their Social Security disability check pays for the entire rent. So they just stay at home, smoking crack, and watch, watching movies all day at full volume. You know who lived in a residential hotel? Bob Madigan. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually Bob um, Madigan lived and died in a residential hotel. Yeah. That, that, that's who lives in a residential hotel. Prepare, prepare to be – so like if you're a British tourist, you're coming here, do not stay at a residential hotel because your neighbor is going to be Bob Madigan. And that, that's just got to ruin the vacation. It might seem like a hostel, but it's a different thing. So, you know, apparently uh, the authorities said that uh, drinking the corpse water probably is not going to have any deleterious effects on you, like permanent ones at least. But mentally, I mean, could, what would you do if you lived in the hotel? God, I'd be gargling Listerine for the next three weeks. Lawsuit. You'd, <laughs> you'd sue? <laughs> Although I, it might not be very easy to, I don't know if the judge would hand that over to you. Because he's gonna, the judge is going to just say, well, you know, this tragedy happened and how is the hotel supposed to know? That a body is lodged in the tank. That's not really their fault. No one would know about it. I mean, no one knows how yeah. it, it. Well, yeah, no one knows. I mean, it's not. You can't really blame the hotel for it. No. But are they culpable? What if? I mean, what if some idiot, drunken idiot, slips down the staircase and breaks their leg and has to have it know. severed? I mean, isn't the hotel responsible? Know. I'm for not going to engage in law talk at this time. <laughs> Second row. <laughs> Anyway, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I do kind of want to know how she ended up in the water tank. We'll have to find out. So, Wackley, what do you what do you have here for the second story?
comes from uh, Christopher, and uh, it it relates to an obgyn. OBGYN. Those doctors. <laughs> Obgyn. You know, I, I say. Dr. Obgyn. It's funny in, uh, in LA, it's, it's so common. Every party you go to, any bar, anytime you meet somebody new that you don't know, you uh-huh. introduce yourself, salutations are, are exchanged. And then the next question is so what do you do? What do you do? People are very concerned. But people are that, very you know. concerned about what you do. So I, that's what I usually say as I say OBGYN. Uh huh. Has, ever, has any woman ever said, can you take a look at this on my thing on my labia? <laughs> That's never happened. Usually people are like, really? Like, really? I don't know why I'm Jewish. I, I, think, I, I think I could look like an OBGYN if I didn't have like the, the big stretched ears. Hmm. Your I'm, clothes would probably be nicer. Would you trust me with your vagina, Waggerly? No. <laughs> why? I just wouldn't. <laughs> Asshole. I would want a female guy, obgyn. <laughs> I always found that weird, though. My mother would never go to a female gynecologist. Only Which male. Which is just weird. I, did she feel like it was lesbianic or something? I, you know, In I don't, which case, then you have to think, well, if it's a guy, are you cheating on dad? If you think that it's sexual? She said she only trusts male gynecologists. She only trusted male gynecologists. I have no Mom idea why. was a bit why. of a sexist. I found it really odd. Maybe it's because the first gynecologist she had when she was... A young blossoming girl, like there was a male gynecologist, and I don't know. Maybe he, she got he used to it. Rubbed her the right way. I have no idea how that works. But don't talk about your mother like that. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying. Like she always, yeah, she insisted on going to a male gynecologist, and I found that so bizarre. You think a female gynecologist has the same equipment as you do? So obviously she's going right, to know what's like going she on get down, her there. down there. Headway down there. Like, I have no idea what my own asshole looks like. No, but she knows she has a vagina. You have a vagina. So when yeah. she sees you, she knows what problems you would have. You'd think she'd be better able to. You'd think to, she'd be more understanding. More, understand, more empathetic because you have you know, the same It's kind of like you're just in the locker room with another one of the gals. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know why. Why would you go to a male, like a, a gynecologist of the opposite sex? It just makes no sense to me. Because you're, you're sexist and you think women are stupid, even if you are you're a woman. There's a ton of, you know, they do these studies because, you know, Hillary wanted to run for president and she probably will anyways. There's a lot of, there's a large chunk of women who will not vote for a woman for president because they don't think a woman is qualified, which is hilarious. It's just, yeah, it just defies logic. I'm not sure. So do you think if uh, Bill Clinton, like if he decided not to be a gynecologist, if he became a gynecologist, (laughs) you'd love that. You'd be in hog heaven. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> my, my wildest dreams have come true. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I mean, we I have a story go on. going on I could here. go on and on about gynecology or I could get to the story. Yeah, it's just so funny that, that women have, you know, they have a special doctor for their genitals. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> well, like, we oh, have proctologists. Oh, you mean your, your regular doctor? You're sick? No, no, my, my vag doctor. Oh, okay. <laughs> like the normal doctor's not qualified to look at your pussy. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, yeah okay. Our, our doctors are. I don't have a cock doctor. Like my normal doctor looks at my cock. Well, we why, have why your pussy is so special. We have a urologist and we have a proctologist. If there's any you serious, only go, you only go to the okay. Look, look, look. You only go to the urologist or the proctologist if you have a, a problem. But well, the, all the women just go to the gynecologist just just because, right? It's accepted because there's a lot more going on down there. 
there's a lot more things going on. Every month they have something going on. Is there's there? like there's different canals and like, wounds. But like your GP, your general practitioner couldn't like take a weekend class and learn about the special magical awesome vagina. I think you need a specialized doctor for that. We just have a dog. If there's a problem, like holy shit, my vagina's going crazy. I've got to go to this gynecologist. But like women, they all have to go to it. Well, I just feel that there's there's more more potential for problems because it's probably, just a more probably. complex thing than just a dong. <laughs> I mean, we just have a what dong. What about the nuts? The nuts seem pretty complex. <laughs> yeah, but this shit just works, up. whatever. I mean, if there's like something severely wrong with our nuts, we have external organs. Their shit's internal. Are the obgyne and the obgyne is the keeper of the magical pills too, right? Yeah, that, that's another thing too. Yeah, they have the pills. They can they do us a favor, you know. Actually, I like obgynes. I don't have anything against them. I think I just think the concept is funny. I just what I find weird about it is I could you imagine like staring at a vagina every day, all day? That that's your work, and then then going home and having sex with one. It, it'd just be weird to me. Like I, yeah, it seemed like there there would be a lot of gay male gynecologists. Yeah, because you could look at it surgic, you know, critically. Like you're not like sitting there. Do you think a lot of gynecologists get boners? No, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't be any kind of a doctor, though. Like, I don't want to look in your mouth. I don't want to look up your nose and your ear, eye. I don't want to touch you. I mean, I, I find touch it, a bunch of men all day long. I find it weird and just unnerving to be like, okay, you got to put it on your gown. Then you got to go sit on that that table with the stirrups and like spread your shit. So the guy's looking like oh, at your asshole, here's my asshole, and, <laughs> and your veg. Yeah, it's it's like they're staring like inches away from your. You're precious. You're precious. If you're, if thing. you're a woman, do you like make sure you're all like trimmed up and Brazilian for the? I'm sure they do. I'm, I don't know. I if, mean, it were, if it were a man, we would just be like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, sorry, it's really hairy down there. I just I haven't gotten to it in a while. I, you don't you don't think that's it's in the realm of possibility that a doctor gets a gyno gyno gets a boner if he sees like some twenty year old chick coming in, like a perfect snatch. Well, it kind of relates to the story, so let me just get into it, all right. and then. We can do asides about all this hilarious things surrounding this practice. It is weird. This guy, Dr. Nikita Levy, and he's a man. Even Nikita sounds like a woman's name. Russian? Russian Jew. Levy, right? Yeah, sounds like it. He works at uh, Baltimore uh, Johns Hopkins Medical Center. Very prestigious. And he's a gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> he was found dead in his suburban Baltimore Ooh. home Monday, just two weeks after it was revealed that the gynecologist was using a video video camera disguised as a pen <laughs> to secretly tape his patients. Wow. In their v- vaginal regions, I assume, although that's not specified right there. Now, that's furtive. That's sneaky. He left, a, he left a suicide letter addressed to his wife saying that he did not want her to see – he did not want to see her suffer with the truth – that he'd been videotaping these, like, pedestrian <laughs> suburban mom vaginas for his viewing pleasure. <laughs> In addition to the, the suicide note, he left behind uh, several hard drives, computers, and servers, some zip disks <laughs> from, from iOmega. God, how long has this guy been taping vaginas? I made up the zip disks. Oh, okay. Just because they're funny. <laughs> Remember the jazz drive? The jazz drive, yeah. 
it was a different type of zip disk. But, like what, what was going on with that company? Like just come out with one thing so it can become universal and then everybody will use it. No, we're going to invent several different kinds of storage media for your different storage media needs. But what's funny about it, you think about a zip disk could only hold like 20 megs worth of data and a jazz disk could hold like a hundred megs. Right. You know, now we have like a, which back then was a lot. Yeah. And that was a lot back then. I don't, I don't know why, like now we just need more room. What was on the little three by five floppy? That was like 24 megs or something. It was like half a meg. I don't even know. 1.5 gig. I don't remember. Those fucking things. You got to put your, oh, I got, I got my fucking term paper on there, bro. But then I spilled coffee on it. My floppy. (laughs) I'm (laughs) fucked. I didn't even print a copy out yet. And you had to get a separate external. All my, all my vaginal, like two pixel resolution photos were on there. I had an external uh, zip drive, like device thing, (laughs) like external, (laughs) like I had to stick my zip disk in the external zip drive. I think I right. still have that thing. It's probably worth Look a lot it up, now, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so computer you, talk. How detailed? How detailed do you think these videos are? That he's Mary, taking. He's right up there. <laughs> Which he doesn't even. Ter- I mean, I don't look at vaginas all day, but that doesn't even. Even a hot lady, like wow, here's a close up of her of her lips. Like I don't, that doesn't really do it for me. And you know, and plus maybe don't... if it's like a, if it starts there and then it zooms out, I might get a chubbed up from that. But just like. You know, like 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 you said, it looks like Arby's roast beef. You know what? I just really have this close. mental. I have this mental image of the guy. Like, doesn't he have to like put the gown like over his head? So he's kind of like looking under the hood. You know, he's like got I'm, the pen flashlight, which is the, probably what they thought. So the, the, the meantime, the girls are sitting there like doopity doo. You know, probably texting doo-doo, on her phone. Meanwhile, reading the, in Us Weekly. Yeah, reading Us Weekly, and the guy's just sitting there, like, trying not to fart, like two inches away. Yeah, I bet you that happens a lot. But two inches away from her vagina, just videotaping everything. God, that's just weird. <laughs> and you know what's weird, too? Is it, do you think the guy, do you think the doctor's like, because obviously he doesn't see the patients that come in. The, the receptionist makes the patients. Do you think the doctor like comes in, washes his hands, is like opens up the door and sees some hot like 20-year-old co-ed and he's just like, sweet, cha-ching. Or do you think he sees like some 45-year-old you know, Midwestern housewife? Big bushy most pussy. people are most people are and i don't know if this is statistically possible but most people in the looks department are average or below so he probably doesn't see that many attractive, attractive no and women. plus he has regular you know like people that he's you know it's it probably you don't get a lot of new clients when you're a doctor you have your like normal what whatever passel of them but do you think he could exclude some just because their pussies are disgusting She's got just big, huge, that. gross labia. I don't know. Like, look, it looks like like a M80 and a fucking pastrami <laughs> I sandwich. Against, I think that's against uh, hippos or whatever. Hippocratic oath. I thought that was a, because they hated hippos. <laughs> no, it's because they like to eat horses. Oh, okay. Right. I will only, as a doctor, I will only eat horses. I This I vow. That's the Hippocratic oath. <laughs> I am taking oath. the oath. <laughs> That's why doctors look, you know, they're usually like in shape and all that because they're just eating healthy horse meat. So what did this guy do with these videos? <laughs> oh, I assume he jacked <laughs> off to them. What do you think? <laughs> Maybe put them on the internet, which actually brings me to my next point. So all of these late, Johns Hopkins, is, is that like an HMO or is that like a fancy hospital for expense, you know, rich people? I it's, think it's, I mean, you always hear about it. It's fancy, right? The Mayo got, Clinic, that's in San Diego. It's got to be better than Kaiser. 
I, I like I have Kaiser and I like it, but I like it because I'm not old and decrepit and they get me in and out quickly. But I, I, and I like that when I'm old and I'm all fucked up and have problems and nobody to talk to. Then you'll go to John <laughs> then Hopkins. I'll hate it. Then I'll hate it. Well, no, I'll still go to Kaiser because I'll be poor or the <laughs> Medi-Cal equivalent, whatever they put you on. But um, uh, so all these old ladies are just they're 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 just so mad. And this was before he killed himself, actually. Uh, the hospital sent out a letter saying, like, your, your gynecologist will no longer be working here. But it didn't specify because he's been taking, like, upskirt shots of you <laughs> while you're, on, I think while it's you're in the chair. Up vag. Yeah. I wonder, do you yeah. think he stuck the pen thing in there? Because how did a girl know? Maybe he's, like, taking uterus shots. No, n- none of the patients found this out. It was an it was a coworker, like a nurse. He would send the nurses out of the room, which I guess is maybe kind of normal because, like... You know, those women are, are hiking their, their nether regions way up to the sky for all to see. So he sends the nurse out, and maybe that's sort of normal. But somebody noticed it and said thought it was weird. And then another nurse, uh, like, like thought she saw him with this pen-shaped camera. God, that's weird. Yeah, I wonder how much... Who, knows, th- what he, who knows what he's doing down there? Do you I think mean, he has, like, a attention. tripod? I'd be trying to ignore it. Do you think he has a tripod set up? No. And extra lights in the back. This isn't like, this isn't like a Vogue <laughs> photo shoot with like 500 candle power, big spotlights and like a big, you know, backdrop and everything. Pussy close up scene one. Action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I forgot where I was. So all these women are mad that they didn't specify that he'd been. I mean, now they all know. But that's one of their main complaints is that the hospital didn't say that, you know, the reason he was fired is because he's been taking all these pictures. But you know what? <laughs> In twenty years, this isn't gonna this this wouldn't even be a story. Why? Because like, mean, oh oh, I'm sorry, like Mabel, fifty five year old Mabel, like, ooh, somebody took a picture of your pussy. <laughs> oh my god, it's the end of the fucking world. But like in, in in thirty years from now, all these girls will be like, oh yeah, there's tons of pictures of my pussy out there. Like every dude I've ever dated, I'm just sending them pictures of my pussy, and like some you- of them got to the internet and. Are you it saying the prevalence deal. of te- of sexting or, or sexting, or whatever you want to call it, just, just people taking pictures of their genitalia and naked bodies is much more accepted now. It's not a big deal. Who cares? Yeah, but, but you I know, think these it's... women, these women are literally clutching their pearls. I mean, these are the kind of women who have pearls and they're clutching them because they're just they're completely scandalized that this Jewish doctor has a picture of their of their fucking vagina. Well, they feel violated. I mean, cuz obviously he probably did other things. He probably just did nasty dastardly things in these videos. Oh, who cares about I mean, yeah, okay, here's another here's another news flash, all you old ladies. Every man you know is doing nasty nasty shit to pornography when you're not around. <laughs> I'm sorry to I'm sorry to like bring this news this this new breaking news to you. You know what the problem with this doctor is? He probably has short term. No, he has short term memory loss. Sees too many vaginas. See, we see one vagina, we can put it back in the spank bank. Jerk off to it later. This guy oh, yeah, sees too sure. many. What happens to that when you get old and your memory starts to go? But they say that what goes is your short term memory. And, but you still retain your long-term memory. So you, I'll still have the spank bank from, like, shit in elementary school, junior high. Yeah, I mean, I'll still so remember the uh, yeah, you'll still remember the first couple of vaginas you ever diddled. Uh, Mr. Simon, it's time for bingo. I'm jacking off. <laughs> I'll be there in five minutes. <laughs> so, so what ended up happening? The nurse raised the alarm. 
They raised the Hospital alarm, Camden. the guy got fired, and then the dude killed himself. He actually killed himself in, in kind of an elaborate, not super elaborate, but in an amusingly elaborate way. He didn't just hang himself or you know start the car with the garage door closed. He uh, put a plastic bag over his head and then filled it with helium. <laughs> really? What a strange way to go. You think that Especially dude could get you... any kind of prescription pill? That's what I was going to say. You're, if you're an MD, can't you just be like, oh, um, I need uh, 73 Percocets for a, a, yeah. a, a patient that is having very painful vaginal surgery later <laughs> and then just eat them all. Her queefs are just very painful and uh, yeah. need to treat her as a Percocet. But yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Why would he? I didn't even know you could die from helium. Do you think he was talking the whole time? That high-pitched yeah. voice? Goodbye, cruel world. <laughs> if I regret one thing, it was taking all those vag pictures when there's an internet with tons of vag on it that's not gross. Many, many years from now, you'll appreciate my vagina videos. The true foe of vagina. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to destroy it. Some cop has to, uh, has to look, is going through all this stuff. I don't know if they got a male cop or a female cop. She's got to go through it all. And then all these women come in and they have to like, like determine like the, you know, the, there's going to be a class action lawsuit. So, um, uh, they have to determine like which one actually got their vagina <laughs> take photographed. So, like I said, like, I don't know what my own asshole looks like, but I guess these women go in and look at all the vagina pictures and like, I think that's me. <laughs> the same color hair that i find in the drain yeah i wonder i don't know like that'd be kind of weird to pick out your vagina on a whole lineup of vaginas right it's like it's not really like the lineup in you know cop shows because it's you're just looking for your own it's more like going to the lost and found but i mean i know from experience they all don't look the same so there's this uh you know there's this like feminism Betty Friedan thing where women, they, they talk about how like their vagina, vaginas are beautiful and everyone's different and it looks like a flower. And, yeah. They're, they're no, lying. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love vaginas, but it's not the, and, I, and cocks are fucking ridiculous looking too, but like vaginas are, are, are ridiculous looking. It's got yeah. the lips and the fucking labia and there's like fucking moisture discharge coming out of it. I mean, I, I think they're more flower-like than some big old dong with some veiny nutsack attached to it. I mean, I think that's kind of weird. But whatever, genitals are weird. Genitals are weird looking. And, and I mean, the you, whole, could, I, you could you could say that your cock looks like you know like a beautiful banana or a cucumber, like sort of, but not really. Uh, it's just weird, though. I mean, there's this fleshy sack hanging off this big dong-like thing. You no, know, no, I've seen yeah. cocks. Okay? <laughs> I'm just saying it's weird. And vaginas also. And, I mean, there's a lot I of, mean, like, it's a hole. Like, you know, it's just a flesh hole. It's just a weird thing. Genitals are weird. Yeah. So this whole thing where they're, you know, they're beautiful flowers and fucking Georgia O'Keefe is painting a picture of your vagina is not true. It, obviously, she's never actually stared, like, a couple inches away from her veg. I like Bush, though. Because yeah. it kind of covers it up, pretties it up a little bit. It doesn't have to totally cover it up. You can still see it back there, but it's like a, a decoration. I just, I, you know, I mean, I wonder, like, how many, uh, this guy's, how long did he work as a doctor at this hospital? Oh, I saw it, but I, it was like 30 years or something. He's in God, so 20 he's, years. He's taped thousands of hours of vag. So there's a lot of vag that they got to so look through. It couldn't through. have been that long. Yeah. Hmm. You'd think I would get bored with it. But he's yeah. not, he never did. He really loved his work. He, he certainly probably did. A great, he was a, probably a great obgyn. Yeah, I wonder. I bet you he could give oral sex like a maestro. Yeah. 
You know, he really knows how all that shit works down there. Yeah, no, he's probably he's probably his wife probably loved it. <laughs> anyway, uh, there you go, That's people. He killed himself with a plastic bag. There you go, really... people. Don't videotape vaginas if you're a doctor, or maybe use like you know what he should use the Google the Google goggles like those new Google glasses that they have. You see, yeah, those? I kind of want those. Yeah, I bet you like that. It's extremely nerdy, and I will get I will get pummeled, and will never get laid again. But I still kind of want them. Yeah, but that you could probably easily record a vagina, and no one would know. <laughs> you just insist every time you're like with your with your new girl you're hooking up with. No, I gotta put my glasses on when I eat you out. <laughs> you know, or I get lost down there. I can't see anything. Oh, is that, that is going to be a problem. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll see. People, send your stories. Sing around podcast at uh, hotmail dot com. Well, actually, we've got a few phone calls here to get to. Uh, people, you can call the Sick Wrong Hotline two zero six 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 three eight four six. It's always open. It's always on. Make sure your messages are under three minutes. Your calls are under three minutes in length. We'll probably play them here on the show. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Every night with my star friends, we eat caviar and drink. All right, so Wacker, got a few phone calls here, the Sick and Wrong Hotline. The first call came in from a, uh, a woman who found our special guest from last week, our buddy Eric, extremely attractive. You. Hey, freaking wrong. This is Aaron from Massachusetts. Um, Eric sounds super hot. You should have him on again. Uh, I like the sound of that archaeologist. That's it. Bye-bye. Should we burst that bubble? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's the whole, it's the Indiana Jones thing. Like, nobody has made a movie about fucking an engineer that's, like, played by a young, handsome fucking Harrison Ford. Listen to those sour grapes over there. It's bullshit. <laughs> Archaeologist. <laughs> well, sorry to burst your bubble, but Eric is married, and he kind of looks like, sort of like, a, he, he looks very, like, simian. Like, he has got, the, he looks like, a, we used to call him <laughs> monkey. Didn't we call him well. monkey? Like, if Curious George grew up and, like, drank a lot of alcohol and smoked weed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and had, like, wore horn room glasses and was bald. I, th- I yeah. think that's pretty much what Eric looks like. Yeah, he got, He's shaped like Curious George. Very Simeon, yeah. I would say. But, hey, maybe she's into that. I but mean, yeah. Simeon is going a little far. <laughs> <laughs> all right, very gorilla-like. Um, <laughs> Just... Although uh, he's definitely no dashing Harrison Ford, that's for sure. But I don't think most. Although Harrison Ford are. now is getting, he's like a little puffy, <laughs> a lot. Let me say this, a lot puffy, and I yeah. think he's losing his mind. Like when you see him be interviewed or if he's in a movie, he doesn't seem like he's all there anymore. Well, you know that's what happens when they. What is he like seventy now? Seems like that. Yeah, got to be. Uh, this second uh, call here, uh, this guy, this is funny. This guy calls at least four or five times a week. He's been calling for two weeks because he's the guy that got the fuck tattoo tattooed on his arm. Remember that? The fuck tattoo? He said, oh, it just said fuck on his arm. He lost his job because of that. And then we, oh, all right. we yeah. went off okay. about tattoos. Well, he's got a new job and uh, he, he, really want, he really wants us to talk about it. I'm debating on whether or not just not to play the call just because just to keep fucking with the guy. But Spiteful. Yeah, well, anyway, it is kind of funny what his new job is. So here it is. 
land dude you asshole this is fucker Ugh. jesus christ i'm shit wasted I think that's why he can't keep a job. I don't think it's the, the, the well, maybe it's the poor decisions he makes when he's under the, uh, when he's inebriated and when he gets shitty Solid. tattoos. But I think maybe the alcohol might um, affect some of your employment. I got an awesome job. But I was the guy that got fucking fired from my fuck tattoo. Uh, well, I got a sweet job, uh. I kind of want to inquire to be the official, sick and wrong, fish delivery man. Oh! <laughs> you guys need halibut? I'll fucking not give it to you. I'll fucking put that on some other order. Fuck you. Oh, well, I mean, that's what I say to my customers. I'm very good at customer service. The drunk fish delivery guy. <laughs> I was distracted trying to figure out what he was listening to in the background. Did you get it? Yeah, it was, I don't know, actually. It kind of sounded like, uh, <laughs> for some reason, it sounded like the sword to me. I don't know, I don't know if it is. but um, No, more screechy. Yeah, something. Um, yeah, so uh, does it surprise you that this guy's delivering fish? No, that's probably <laughs> on the list of jobs you can get with a neck tattoo and whatnot. <laughs> with a tattoo that says fuck on your arm. Uh, you know, I wonder. Again, if, I mean, they're not happy about the, the fish delivery company owners aren't happy about the fact that he has a tattoo that says "fuck" on it. They prefer to hire somebody that didn't have that tattoo. It's just not a lot of people are applying for that job. Apparently, I wish I could get this excited about a job delivering fish. Not that I think I'm like above that. It's just I'm, I'm never excited about most most jobs that I have, and it's it's great. It's, it's great. I'm envious that this guy's like, "Fuck yeah, I'm a f- delivering fish." Awesome. I wish I could just get that excited about it. I would like to do it. It'd be, it it sounds be, better be than my else. shitty job. Yeah, I don't think I'd make enough money to live in, in Los Angeles, but it's if I could go if I could go back if I could, you know, pay my bills, I would go back to working the evening shift at the fruit market, which was my first job ever. It's way better than any of the jobs I've had, except for the fact that it paid minimum wage. Yeah, you just don't make enough money. There was a lot but, of just horsing around and grabasse every day, and like hot chicks would come in and you could fuck with them. But this is part of the problem, though, with our current society. Is Americans? I mean, they're, they're, you know, everyone says, "Oh, I'm unemployed," and there's not enough jobs going around. But there are jobs. There are jobs delivering fish. There are jobs that 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 you just don't want, or you think you're a you're you're you know too educated to have, or they're they're beneath you. But it's you know a lot of Americans just won't take a job, you know won't won't take a job like cleaning a bus, <laughs> you know, or they won't take have a job. Have you been on a bus recently? Fish. Well, no, I'm just saying. There's Nobody's a, cleaning them. <laughs> Yeah, but I, don't I think, think that's an open. I don't think there is a position for bus cleaning. But that, that's what that's what I'm saying is the reason there's a lot of Americans that are out of jobs is that they refuse. They'd rather be on unemployment than take a job delivering fish. A lot of times, it pays more to be on unemployment. That's fucked up, though. I mean, it makes no sense. It's like I think what they should be they should be grateful for having a job, and then and embrace it and be like, "Fuck yeah, I'm going to go deliver some fucking fish," and right. then and then you'll get wasted. And drive around drunk delivering halibut. Well, inst- instead of just well, just welfare and food stamps, what there needs to be is like a department of supplemental income. Like whatever job you get, like we'll 
you know, and it will pay like to get you up to some standard where you can like, you know, get by and not be eating cat food. Exactly. That's it. You know, and then there could be like incentives to, you know, get better jobs. So people don't just take like the easiest, lowest paying job they can get, but somehow make that work. There's, there's smart people on it, right? I want to live in Wackerly's communist society. <laughs> well, you can't, you know, the libertarians, let me tell you. <laughs> They just, the libertarians just think like, well, fuck you. If you don't work, you don't get shit. If you want to eat, you go to work. Yeah. But then those people are going to like come and rob your house in the middle of the night and rape your wife. You can't just let, and you can't just kill them. It's not Nazi Germany. Yeah. No, I mean, exactly. You got to do something or, or you, or you wind up like with India, right? Where you've got like the untouchables just lying around the street. I don't just system. pay some welfare and keep those people like out of my view. I got to say, I'm happy that the fish guy got a job, though, you yeah. know, because what else would this dude be doing? You should switch the fish with horse. <laughs> <laughs> just just for laughs. Just for the lulls. All right. The last call we got is about a guy that just recently had an operation, an operation that <laughs> I've been uh, curious about. Greetings, Lance D. And to my brethren of the Twisted Entertainment, uh, this is Carl with a K again. I want to share a personal story with you. Uh, after a pregnancy scare with my old lady, we decided it would be the simplest solution if I had a vasectomy. After all, I'm a man, and I could have the outpatient surgery on a Friday and be back to work on Monday. Uh, <laughs> back to work boning? Me to a surgeon, <laughs> yeah, I wonder how long you can't bone. Who is a sawed-off little yellow guy with a heavy accent and cold Jesus. hands, but a good reputation? <laughs> you can't say that about your doctor who's going to operate on your nuts. What do you say? A sawed-off sawed little, yellow, little guy? yellow guy with an <laughs> accent? This guy's going to have a, a scalpel near your testicles. Yeah, that's you know, you want, of all the people you want to treat with respect, it's got to be the guy that's about to cut your 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 dick nerves or whatever it is. What your vast deference? Anybody experimenting with my junk, it, it, it freaks me out. Operation near my junk freaks me out. That's why I would never do a vasectomy. I don't think they're exper- I think they've got the vasectomy thing down. They're not trying like, oh, this is a new vasectomy procedure. Oh, shit. It just scares me, though. It, it just, I don't know. I mean, there could be why a complication. It? You know, I, it just, I'd Anybody rather wear says condoms. it doesn't is, is very weird. I'd rather just wear condom, and then I'll just have to wear condoms then forever. I mean, I'm just going to do it NBA style. What, what, what's NBA just style? Just have a bunch of kids with a bunch of different women. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, NBA style. Yeah, NBA style. And uh, so after the nurse uh, shaved and prepped the area, uh, the so didn't go and shaved. the doctor came in to get down to business. Now, this little dude's got my balls in one. This little sarsaparilla. Who's that guy? What's his name? Sam Elliott? Is that Sam it? Sam Elliott, yeah. Sam Elliott. I think this is Sam Elliott getting a vasectomy. Hmm. Because that's, I think that's the wrong decision. Why would Sam it Elliott. be the wrong decision? Because <laughs> the world needs more little Sam Elliotts. He's got a great voice. Of all, of all people, like he's, he's an awesome man. I, I think he should procreate. I wonder what, he, what Sam Elliott's pet term for his penis is. <laughs> Does it have a mustache? <laughs> He shaves his pubes and a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> One hand and a knife in the other. Oh. So I felt the need to watch him. I could never closely. watch. And apparently this is unusual uh, for this situation. And it 
made him nervous. It made him nervous. You got Mini uh, Carl in your hand. So I watched him. Cuts open my sack, clamps and cuts off a half-inch section of the vas deferens. That's this guy's a psychopath. Ducks the sperm from the. This guy is insane. Could you People imagine who watching watch them? themselves being operated on? Are psychopaths? Like you have something wrong with you. You know, I uh, I had I had like a, a cyst on my finger or my hand that had to get removed. And it's weird because you sit in a chair and your hand's just on this little table with the guy's operating. It's right in front of you. I had, he was like, you can't, he's like, you're not going to watch? And I was like, no. I had my hand over my face. It made me like physically ill, like nauseous to see it. My hand cut I open think like I that. Wa- I mean, I've had like stitches in my hand and shit. And I think I've watched that, but that's diff- That's different than it's, like it's operating being- on your organs. God, God, could you imagine watching a man slicing open your nut? I'd want to be put under. Yeah. I'd and if I wasn't, up. I'd be looking away at the Garfield poster on the wall, you know, that says, <laughs> hang in there, baby. And I'd be like, I'm hanging in, I'm hanging in. I think I might vomit, but I'm hanging in. I would be reading the S Weekly. <laughs> I just, you know, honestly, I just keep thinking about like, oh man, I'm going to have so many cool pain pills after this is over. Yeah, that's true. And then, and then I'd also be thinking, wow, I'm never going to have to worry about knocking up a chick ever again. There's that testes to the area where it's mixed with semen for ejaculate. And these little pieces, they, mixed they with look semen. like half-cooked macaroni after they're cut off. It's pretty neat. <laughs> it's so uh, I think Steele told us that. Then cauterizes the tube, sews up the incision. Everything's peachy to this point. You know? I'm a man. Uh, but the degree to which watching him made him nervous became very apparent when he moved to the other side for the second incision, Ooh. I let out a groan, and he, like, frantically grabbed a syringe, jabbed it in my crotch, and goes, I forget to check for sensation! God, this and is terribly point, racist. He excused himself from the room while the medicine was taking effect. I laid back on the table, closed my eyes, and I could feel the sweat forming on my upper lip. And the blood running down the crack of my ass. And I thought to myself, when I get home, I'm going to slap that bitch so hard. But I didn't. Uh, This guy's a psychopath for sure. I played it for sympathy. And starting about a week later, I grudge fucked her every time I could get it hard. And still, she didn't feel sorry for me anymore. But, uh. Anyway, is he resting his cock on the phone? My advice to you guys is, don't do it. It's a trick. That's what women do. They trick you. So, uh, hey, that's my story. Keep on. Well, I think it uh, it makes sense there. You know, I always, I always, I don't know if it's a trick that women do, but it freaks me out to uh, have anybody operate on my junk. Right, but if you're like, if a woman is able to trick you into going and having like an elaborate surgical procedure, and it's just a big trick, maybe you're too easily trickable. Well, why would she trick him? She's like, I don't want to get pregnant anymore, and uh, you still have the ability to make me pregnant, so we don't want to have kids. I mean, it just seems like it's a, a decision he'd make himself. And you know, I, I inquired from my uh, my uh, general practitioner. I went to Kaiser. They make you go through a six month like waiting list. And then you also, during that time, you have to be like, you got to go to like a class, a couple classes where you watch videos about how your life will be affected after you have a vasectomy. 
You have to do it or they're not going to give it to you. Why are you going to have a vasectomy? I don't want to have kids. And I was just thinking, why? Right, but you still got to wear a condom. Yeah, and, and that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like I'd rather just wear a condom anyway because – but you can still get fucking like your dick will fall off from a, a disease even but, if you have a vasectomy. The only reason to get a vasectomy is if you're married. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If I'm in a in a relationship or you know with a long term relationship with a with a girl, and yeah, I could see myself considering it. But yeah, I don't. I just I'd rather just wear a condom if it's a you know rather than having a doctor um, chopping veins near my balls like I, I, making incisions near my testicles I, that just freaks me out um, i could never watch it that's for like sure. you said like you said if i was in i would get complete you know deep sedation then i'll be fine with it yeah i think i'd have to be sedated i couldn't imagine just watching it the the, the whole leading up to it like the the uh, preparation process i'd be freaking out about that right i mean just uh, god I don't know. Although but, they, I mean, if they give you this, the sedation, you're you're so drugged up that like, you're like, oh wow, you're clipping my ball hair, and then you're out. You know, it it cracks me up that this guy's actually married. Was he talking about grudge fucking his wife? <laughs> I'm Do sure. You... Like, I, I'm sure that a lot, a lot of marriages, there's some grudge fucking going on. But he's he's like grudge fucking her for like the period of a month. Of a month. Maybe maybe, maybe you should get separated. <laughs> maybe you don't really like your wife. Jesus, Sam Elliott. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> Seemed like such a nice guy in those movies. Yeah. People, you can call the Sick Wrong Hotline at 206-666-3846. Uh, Wackily, we are running out of time, so we got to get out of here. Um, you know, a bunch of people have been asking me about uh, if, if, if Play Something Dancy is available in print. It has been available in print since December. So you can just go to Amazon.com or Amazon.co.uk, and you can order a digital... Or a print copy. I also want to make a shout out. If there are any animators that listen to the podcast, I'm uh, trying. I'm thinking about animating one of the stories. So if you're an animator, contact me. Sickerongpodcast at uh, hotmail.com. Also, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, comment. Helps us out. Boosts the exposure. I kind of want to have a competition, actually, in the next, uh, next month or so of who can make the wittiest comment on iTunes. We haven't had a competition in a while. Okay. So maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll put a little more thought into this. Because I just kinda came up with that just now. <laughs> As an incentive to try to trick people into commenting. Put, put a word count on it. Maybe yeah, maybe the Because people will just post, you know, screeds trying to get something funny in there. Yeah, maybe it should just be like a haiku length comment. Just two lines. Well <laughs> I was gonna say like 75 words or something. I actually kind of like the idea of sick and wrong haikus. I don't. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> be they're going to be terrible? <laughs> I, I, would, I would lower. How about, what did I say? What about 70, like 70 20 words? words or what is, what's a tweet? 140 characters. All right. A so tweet length would be a good limit. 140 characters. The wittiest comment. We'll pick like, uh, I don't know, 10 of them or something. And, uh, and uh, we'll vote. And whoever says the funniest, wittiest comment gives us a rating. We will give out good prizes this year because uh, um, because um, we have sponsors and we can do that. Also, buy yourself a Sick and Wrong t-shirt, sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Uh, right now, I am out of mediums and we're running out of larges too. So if you're going to get a shirt, go get one now. Just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com, click on store and order one today. 
Finally here, Sigurong Song of the Week came in from Brian. Brian says, hey, you guys mentioned David Johansson, Buster Poindexter, on uh, last week's show, or maybe the one before that. I don't fucking know. Anyway, I want to submit his cover of Lionel Hampton's Lavender Coffin for Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. You know that song, Wankerly? No. It's a good one. He goes, I know this isn't as sick and wrong as most of the uh, songs of the week, but it is about death. And I would argue that anything David Johansson does, his very existence is offensive. That voice and his vulgar face and his gross pompadour. The guy's so rude, you want to put a condom over him. He represents the golden age of the scumbag, when you could be a dirty, lazy, drunken, lecherous piece of shit and still wear a tuxedo and hang around in classy establishments, where you can make society ladies with delicate sensibilities faint from shock. He's classy, classy man. Love you guys, Brian. You know, David Johansson is a weird dude. I saw the New York Dolls about two or three years ago, and he, he really does look like the personification of AIDS. He's really skinny. He's got this gross head. It's almost like a cartoonish figure. He's just a weird-looking man. Were you ever uh, a fan? Okay. <laughs> were, you, were you ever a fan of uh, Buster Poindexter back in the day? No, I mean I, the New York Dolls are good, but I think Boy, Buster Poindexter is so gimmicky, and then it makes me think less of the New York Dolls. Like, oh, so this guy's always just been sort of like a performance schlocky dude. Well, you know, a lot of people don't don't realize this, but uh, he's the guy that uh, I think uh, the New York Dolls influenced hair metal. And like uh, Steven Tyler says, the, the first time he ever really wanted to get into music is he saw the New York Dolls play. He stole the whole like uh, whatever the scarves wrapped around the uh, the microphone stand from David Johansson. So we can thank them for Aerosmith. Pretty much, I think they they uh, influenced Aerosmith and they influenced all those bands, all the hair metal bands that came out of the, from the New York Dolls. But the New York Dolls are a great band. Uh, Buster Poindexter has never was much of a fan. <laughs> I always kind of hated his music. And he was in the movie Scrooged. What was that song? Hot, hot, hot. Ugh. I used to torture a lot of strippers with that. It's, really? a good, it's a good one to get girls to tip. Anyway, this is a cover he did of a Lionel Hampton song called Lavender Coffin. Thank you, Brian, for saying that in. Uh, we got to get out of here, Wackley. We've got to go gallon smashing. I don't know um, where you're planning to go gallon smash, but uh, I was thinking I'm of, go to a couple places. I was thinking of hitting Ralph's. Maybe, yeah, uh, Ralph's. maybe. Um, how about Whole Foods? Some upscale gallon smash. Whole Foods would be good. I kind of want to do Trader Joe's, but I go there a lot. And I think if... Uh, yeah, but there's, aren't there like 53 in, in the LA area? Just go to one that you don't go to. Man, I should. I should go to... You know, it's funny. They have a Vaughn's out here, which Vaughn's is like a big, a big uh, grocery store. But they also have John's, which is the Mexican mm-hmm. version of Vaughn's. Mm-hmm. So maybe I should just go hit both John's and Vaughn's. You know, multicultural gallon gall- sure. smashing. Yeah. yeah. People, if you don't gallon know about... smashing is where you throw the... You grab two milk jugs, and usually I think you have to be a teen. <laughs> but it's... we're just going to do it because we're in our late 30s. Yeah, I was wondering kind of about that. We do. Well, I was wondering about that because when if I was in high school, I totally would have done that. Like, planking, not so much. I found that to be kind of retarded. And then there was right, that... But whole... you weren't in high school when planking came out. And if you were in high school, you might have felt differently. Well, wasn't there a, another thing where they're taking gallons of milk and just pouring it over their head in public places? There was the coning phenomenon where you would go and you'd order an ice cream from the drive-thru, and then when they handed it to you, you'd grab it by the ice cream instead of the cone. But you grab it by the ice cream? That's, that's what coning was? I didn't, I didn't even know about that one. Oh, that was a good one. Um, but then, then this one, though, you go to the grocery store and you grab like a gallon of milk and a gallon of other milk or orange juice or whatever— 
and then you you sort of throw them or smash them on the ground and then you fall pretending like you slipped and then when everybody looks they see you on the ground and they're very sympathetic as opposed to thinking you're an asshole for just smashing the grocery store's merchandise. You know, I, I posted or I shared a video on my Facebook page of a bunch of these teenagers doing this. And then at one point, like the kid was like trying to get up and he couldn't get up. And this old lady was like, oh, hold on to my cart. I'll, I'll help you out. Like it, 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 it kind of makes you feel bad because you're just like, God, these guys are such assholes. But it is funny. It's it funny. Is funny. But, you know, think about it. Here's a thought experiment for all you people. Imagine if those kids were black. <laughs> <laughs> the reaction would be so much different. You mean even if they're my, like even my even in my own mind, I was thinking like these these kids are kind of assholes, but it's kind of funny. And plus, because the video repeats it, and there's just the inherent humor of repetition because they keep doing it and doing it and doing it. But even in my own mind, I th- I'm thinking, you know, if these kids were black, I'd be really mad right now. Or, <laughs> I'm, you, I'm just recognizing that I have this problem in my brain. That's extremely racist, Wackley. Are you saying if they were like no, ghetto? No, I'm saying I'm recognizing a deficiency in my brain. It's not racist. I'm owning it. Yeah, but okay. Are you saying – I just want to differentiate. Are you talking about like just a regular black kid or like a gangsta black kid wearing like gang colors and pants baggy, you know, <laughs> okay. smoking In black face with a giant afro and a fucking hair pick? No, I'm just – I'm just – no, let's say nondescript, like like Trayvon Martin, a black kid with a hoodie. And so, so you'd be more upset that there'd be a black kid with a hoodie throwing milk than just a white kid with a hoodie. Just my my initial reaction for my inherent racism is that, yeah, I'd be like, these fucking kids, man, these grocery stores don't deserve that. But I, I guarantee you in the larger society of YouTube audience, people would be their reaction would be much different. And they'd be, and there'd be a lot of rage about it. So if it was black kids that were that were that were uh, perpetrating here the the gallon smashing, people on YouTube would be wouldn't be as accepting of these videos. It, like if it's world be, star hip hop, thousands thousands of comments saying like, you know, the problem with youth today is these kids don't have parents no and many dads to beat their ass, and this is a problem with Black America. As opposed to, you know, these kids, these white kids look like they're from Palo Alto or something, you know, and their parents all work for Google and fucking Oracle. And it's like, oh, man, kids today. So it's, you it, know, you know, it's true. <laughs> it's like, oh, these kids are crazy. They're like jackass. You know, yeah. it's funny. And it's, but yeah, you, you know, it's like if there's like some uh, Hispanic kids doing this or black kids, guarantee there'd be outrage on the internet. The outrage level would be much higher let's put it that way anyway we got we got to get going doing some gallon smashing i think i wonder what the age cutoff is do you think 38 is a little bit too old to go gallon smashing well i'm sure what we're gonna we're gonna find is that we're gonna do it and we're gonna actually when we pretend to slip we're gonna actually really slip and we'll like you know like blow out our knee and then we'll have to go to the hospital and won't be funny anymore yeah we're gonna really hurt ourselves so uh we get we gotta get on that anyway people uh we'll be back next week with episode 370 till then Take it sleazy. Good night. I spent my life playing the dice in the horses. Yeah. From Saratoga to Timbuktu. Yes, sir. Now that I'm riding my last mile, honey. Yeah. Please make my wish come true. All I want is a lavender coffin White gardenias all around 
swing band playing a funeral march and then throw me into the holy ground. All I want is a lemon sweet maiden. Tell all the swingers that she's gotta be here. Singing round my new lavender coffin and swinging to a funeral step. St. Peter! Ah, I'm coming! St. Peter! Yeah, I'm coming home to stay! St. Peter! I ain't in bed to open up the gates on my judgment day! Hear those angels so solemnly singing. Gabriel blowing a mournful sound. All around my new lavender coffin as they throw me into the holy ground. This is it. Don't exaggerate, Buster. Thanks, Peter. Ah, I'm coming. Thanks, Peter. Yeah, I'm coming home to stay. Thanks, Peter. I ain't been bad. Open up the gates on my judgment day. Hear those angels so solemnly singing. Gabriel blowing a mournful sound. All around my new lavender coffin as they lower me into the holy ground. Dead and rotten, but not so dark. What up, assholes? Um, shit, my fridge is empty. You guys are dicks because of this. But, uh, well, the beautiful young lady that has, uh, showed me your beautiful show, she actually, uh, evident, according to the newspaper, died on an overdose of meth. Is that a thing that happens? Uh, well, I guess that's my only question. Uh, don't be gay.